Welcome back to Trending in Education. Dan Straffer, Brandon Jones, Michael Palmer along with you. And this week, we have our final four of learning, final four of our education March Madness bracket. We're ready to have the debate between Brandon and Mike as they get down to brass tacks about which topic should be the most important here in 2018. But first and foremost, Brandon, how are you doing this week? I'm great. This is, this is like the episode I look forward to most. Uh, we get to talk about things we've talked about before that then we talked about again. Yeah. And yet we get to revisit them one more time. So, you know, this is like, if you didn't like the, our last year's worth of work, thank you for continuing to be a listener. Yes. But also get ready to enjoy it once again. But no, I'm, I'm, I'm well. Thank you, Dan. I, um, I was on, Mike, you like to do this every now and then. Tell the listeners about, uh, about vacation. I, I, was, love, I love to do that. I was in three different cities in Florida in the last two weeks. I was in West Palm Beach, sure, and Orlando, Orlando. Ooh, uh, thank yeah. you. <laughs> the the yeah. dulcet tunes of Brandon Jones, and um, and then uh, Bonita Springs, Florida. So a couple works, a little vacation. Uh, Florida's a it's a it's a long state. It is. I drove from Orlando to Bonita Springs. It was three hours and forty minutes of just nothing. Yeah, just straight drive. It's also it's not just long. It's also surprisingly wide. If you're up, yeah. at, you're up at the Panhandle. Well, see, I thought that Orlando was in Central Florida, but it's really in the east part of Central Florida. So to get down to the like the Gulf area between Naples and Fort Myers, where I was going, you have to drive all the way over to Tampa. Yeah, you went to college in Florida. I did. This is a little like Florida. This is. Do you know what won March Madness? Florida geography conversation. <laughs> yeah, that's a. I think that's a it's top trend, contender. It's trending. It's trend. It's trending. But thank you, Dan. I'm. I'm well. I'm back. I'm present. Uh, thank you. I assume, uh, I don't know how much of actual March Madness you've been watching. You must not like it with uh, all the upsets. Loyola Chicago into the final four therein. Uh, Brandon is an overdog fan for those of you who have not heard. Mike, what about yourself though? Have you been watching the, the NCAA tournament? Have you been enjoying the, the Cinderella stories that have come through? I, I have. I, I got a little distracted uh, this past week getting, uh, getting married. Right, uh, that will do so, that. So I, hey! Yeah, so congratulations. I got, I got married on Friday. Uh, one-time guest, long-time uh, life partner. Now, my, yeah. Brandon was saying my my viewing partner is becoming my life partner. Yeah. Uh, so Robin uh, Robin Naughton, shout out to uh, guest and now my uh, my wife, uh, Robin. So we got married at the Brooklyn County Courthouse on Friday, which was great. Uh, and uh, not the first time you've been there. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that's another episode. But uh, but yeah, and then. Uh, Caught a little bit of the March Madness, but I got to say, I was a little more surprised and astounded by the trending in education March Madness because talk about some shockers. I mean, yeah. like, we opened it up to our, our, our listeners and our Twitter followers and, uh, and the madness was not limited to basketball. There was some madness in, uh, in our brackets. And, and we will uh, dive right into that. Our final four, let's, let's let the listeners know our final four is uh, one seat kid solving against laughing and learning and fake news against uh, socio-emotional learning. So we'll have those debates coming up shortly. But to Mike's point, we want to quickly go through some of these results from the polls over on Twitter. Uh, one of the biggest upsets, and I think uh, I, I can say that uh, without hesitation, was the memes. Number 12, the memes going up uh, and beating digital citizenship. Uh, I, I think, Mike, digital, digital citizenship was one we expected to maybe be there in the finals, but ousted in the first round. Yeah, it was, it's interesting that this was based on a, a, a very finely tuned scientific instrument called a Twitter poll. Yes. And that based on that Twitter poll, memes and fake news, I know, spoiler alert, but memes and fake news 
both did uh, surprisingly well. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so memes knocked out digital citizenship, right? Uh, that is correct. And uh, another big upset, laughing and learning beats to Robocon. So uh, I don't, that might've been, that might've been a branding issue. about that. It's, it's me. You and? Yeah. And Trovacan only has an arm, in fairness, so yeah. he, he doesn't do a lot of laughing. Maybe but the arm could shake a little. Yeah. First, not getting into university in Japan. Sure. Second, getting ousted by laughing and laughing and learning. Yeah. Trovacan has had a bad year. You know what I think it is on the Trovacan uh, topic because I think about Trovacan a lot. Uh, yeah, as, as, as do I. As we all do, is that I don't think we've done a good enough job. Re elevating Turobicon to a broader consciousness. I feel like we need to do more. We need to like write the manga mm. we talked about writing. And then if that manga takes off, suddenly everyone's like, obviously Turobicon is a winner. Yeah. But instead we talked about it and then went on about our lives. Right. And then we thought, and what have we really accomplished vis-a-vis -vis what we would have had we written the Turobicon, Turobicon uh, uh, manga? I, I really, I, it's hard to say we've done much that will ultimately be more useful than uh, I can't think of a single thing. Story. And then for those who are not as familiar with Jeropicon, uh, do you, do you want to do the honors or shall I? What I would say is go back in the back catalog and listen to the shows. These are all <laughs> sure. uh, polls, but it's, um, it's, a, it's the robot arm mm -hmm. that was specifically designed mm -hmm. to take standardized tests in an attempt to get into university in Japan. Yes. And um, didn't didn't make it. And yes. boy, I thought I I thought since I drafted Turobicon that that would be its greatest defeat of its life. Victory or defeat? Oh, you mean this defeat is worse than not getting into? I had thought not getting yeah. into university was going to be you know it was going to be the nadir, right? Year. right. But no, no, there was a lower point. Yes. Uh, in the uh, the the trough. Yes. It was more disillusionment for you, Turobicon. <laughs> Precisely. And yeah. and uh, Dan, this is like our in memoriam part. Right. Like, yeah. We lost digital citizenship. Uh, we lost Turobicon. Uh, who else? Who else? AI number two seed AI was ousted in the first round to uh, the workforce readiness, the 15 seed. Yeah, my drafting strategy was clearly flawed. Where I drafted artificial intelligence and Elon Musk because I was ready. I was talking to Dan about this. I was going to combine them mm. into Cyber Elon. Yeah, which would have been hard to beat. Hard to beat. Yeah, but then little did I know. First round, first round loser. Although, no, Elon made it the second round, right? He did, yes. Elon lost to, to fake news. Fake news is hot. Mm, yeah. Dropping like it's a true news. Fake news is a winner. News. It's trending. Yeah. Which is fun. Uh, Mike, you pointed out Elon Musk having some uh, tough times with The Onion on Twitter, uh, a company he was trying to buy, and, and they then had some fun at his expense. The Onion, uh, the original, the OG fake news, uh, the, the original fake news out there, uh, getting the last laugh on, laugh on Elon Musk, and then, uh, fake news moving on over him. SEL beat workforce readiness in the Elite Eight. Laughing and learning uh, nudged out memes. So a 13 over a 12 there. And Kid Solving took out Time Hacks. And I think Time Hacks with a strong showing here. Uh, Kid Solving, though, just a bit too strong to uh, overtake as the one seed. And that leaves us with this final four, which in the end, uh, Brandon, maybe get your uh, reaction to these four. Kid Solving, laughing and learning, fake news, social emotional learning as uh, the hot topic, the topic. Uh, most important here in 2018. What's your your gut reaction to those four making it to the final four? Yeah, I mean, I think stick around and hear what who I'm gonna recommend uh, should be moving on to the the finals. Um, I guess I'm gonna do that twice. It'll be so nice. Uh, 
you know, I think sign of the times. I think, you know, kid solving we'll talk about um, is is definitely trending. I think fake news is um, Cambridge Analytica style um, trend, certainly trending right now. And 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 this is a real worry that I'm not sure I exactly see the path out for a platform that was specifically built to um, allow advertisers really specialized, uh, personalized uh, data into uh, users' lives. Um, uh, laughing and learning. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of glad, actually, that maybe that tempers a little bit of the fake news and yeah. some of the reasons for which consulting is trending. Um, and then our, our fourth one, you just said it again, Dan. Tell me again what our fourth one is. Uh, SEL is uh, our fourth topic against fake news. So- SEL, yeah. Socio-emotional learning. Yeah. I think one of the things that we got to get, get right with is, and I think that both of them, both of them are acceptable, but I think that the really cool kids just say social-emotional learning. Oh, not yeah. socio. I don't think this is like a romantico, historico, comico, mm. tragical uh, Shakespeare play. Yeah. I think it's just straight social. Nice. Yeah. So were you a Mercutio fan from from that pathway? You just a Mercutio, but uh, look at this is this is me just like I'm, good. I'm, I'm 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 real likable in, in your ears, <laughs> right in your learn holes. Yeah, I um, uh, I, I think uh, that's also good. Like that's I think there, there's actually a theme that ties a number of these things together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's that the time right now is uh, in some ways not so good. And that there is a realization that the, you know, the, the whole self has got to be involved in making things better. Agreed. I think uh, the final four displays a lot of that, uh, both the good and the bad of it all. Uh, Mike, any other reaction to these final four? Are you ready to, to get down to the nitty gritty and start these debates? I'm ready to get her done. But uh, the one other thought is we had some interesting uh, bracket submissions this year. That is true. So I thought that was pretty cool where we all did that. We like to prognosticate a little bit ourselves as to how we thought these brackets would shape up. And I actually think some of the stories of the brackets were uh, perhaps as interesting as the way they actually played themselves out on on Twitter. And I got to say, I heard from a few folks that they felt like they didn't know when the poll was happening and they felt squeezed out. So uh, you got to stay close to the, the at trending and ed it's where it's happening so you got to follow us on twitter you got to stay close when those polls get out there um they you snooze you lose uh but i hopefully will hear more from folks who had their own uh their own perspective because i thought the bracket shaped up in a pretty interesting way if we uh, have the time uh here on this episode i'll actually share some audio from uh three uh individuals who submitted their bracket and why they went down their path in two different ways of doing it uh one set wanted to project what they thought everyone else would vote for. And then one individual was projecting what they thought was most important. So rather than trying to get the, the, the seating and the bracket correct, they wanted to just say, here's what I think should move on in this matchup. So two interesting ways to go about determining whether or not they felt uh, who would make it to the final four and thus uh, to the finals and thus winning. Uh, so we have laughing and learning and kid solving uh, up first. Kid solving, a uh, heavy favorite here, but laughing and learning has some legs here. Spry underdog trying to get her done as we head into the final four matchup. Uh, Michael, I believe you're up first for laughing and learning. Are you prepared, good sir? 
I'm as prepared as I'm going to be. All right, let's let's have some fun here. It's time How much to time hear. is on the clock, Dan? Uh, you have a max of a minute, but you don't have to use the whole thing. Oh, uh, tick tock, brother. <laughs> and what happens if I go over on time? Are you, you, get, are you gonna bounce me? Are you gonna are you gonna do some closing music that would mean live from the rap. Apollo? You get the hook. <laughs> the hook. I'll just I'll just wave frantically on this side and uh, make sure you see me. No, what we'll, we'll do is we'll we'll give you a, a verbal cue uh, that you need to wrap it up. So okay. I'll give you the, the benefit of uh, the ability to wrap uh, after a minute is up, and then uh, we will go from there. Uh, but uh, you are ready, good sir. You are as ready as you're going to be. I will put one minute on the clock momentarily here as we pull uh, that up, and we are ready to go with one minute on the clock, and you may begin. All right, so laughing and learning is critical in these trying times. Brandon talked at length uh, at least it felt that way earlier about how things are difficult. People are having trouble. Uh, fake news is out there. Memes, uh, you name it. Uh, there's the tragedy in Parkland, which uh, obviously is top of mind and we want to take seriously. But it's important for us to understand that sometimes it's okay to learn, especially in these trying times. And more and more, I think, ways in which we can incorporate positive emotion into our socio-emotional learning understanding how to model when laughter is helpful in terms of easing tension, in terms of building connections and rapport among groups who may be very uh, far apart from one another. So uh, when you go to those, those uh, ballot boxes, they're virtual, they're on Twitter, remember how good you feel when you laugh and how much that laughter can enhance learning. And, you know, Brandon's going to talk a lot about the kids. We love the kids, but, uh, but a lot of us aren't kids. And I'd like to have an inclusive uh, socio-emotional winner here. And I think laughing and learning applies to all of us throughout our lives. And please vote with your hearts. Vote with your sense of humor. <laughs> and there we have it. A vote, minute. Dan, um, let me, please. And vote, <laughs> vote for laughing and learning. A minute and 10 seconds. No penalty for going over, but well done. Well done, Brandon. It is now your turn. Kid solving is on the clock. You may begin, sir. So I think you're right, Mike. But I think that the trend for this year is, um, and there's like this little, uh, with some gravitas and some grieving that I say this, um, is about kids solving problems that adults haven't solved and should have. So, you know, whether it's Emma Gonzalez or Jacqueline Corrin, David Hogg, Cameron Kasky, these are names that people now know because they have become activists who have spoken out and, and grabbed the national attention after the tragedy in Parkland. I would have loved to be talking about kid solving for some other reason, but I think that this is a moment in time when it's like SNCC and uh, SDS, uh, Students for Democratic Society, you know, founded in 1960. I think this is a 1960 moment. It's not civil, civil rights, but it's, it's human rights and it's, um, uh, kids getting in and, and solving problems that, again, adults haven't. I think uh, as an adult, I don't feel disenfranchised by that. I think the, uh, I, should, I, I feel uplifted. And, and I thank you, Mike, um, even though you were the Grinch who stole kid solving, and all the listeners should as well, that um, uh, kids are capable, uh, creative, uh, engaged, and uh, I think we have a brighter future thanks to them.
And uh, a very uh, tough match here, and one I will judge myself uh, as we get to the finals, and then the finals will be out on Twitter for you all to vote on and tell us which topic you think should be the champion of this year's 2018 March Madness. Uh, the winner of this bout in runaway fashion, I must say, is Kid Solving. Kid Solving will move on to the finals. An excellent, excellent job on laughing and learning, and something that hopefully along the way helps the current climate uh, move forward. More humor, more laughing, more smiles in the classroom. Uh, hey, kid Dan. solving, though. Hey, Dan. Yes, sir. I want to characterize your vote there. Okay, sure. Uh, I'm going to call that fake news. <laughs> oh, look at that. Ready <laughs> to transition. Leading into the next, uh, the next matchup. Uh, perfect to do just that now as we uh, lead into fake news and social-emotional learning. Uh, we have Mike up on fake news. Social-emotional learning will be Brandon's. Uh, Brandon, are you uh, ready to go first in this matchup? Uh, I am as ready you to bring uh, social-emotional learning to the fore, I will get the clock ready. Again, you have about a minute. I will let you know if that time expires. And Brandon, you are on the clock. So I think that this so social-emotional learning, I, I would like to... Um, Throw back at you, Mike Palmer. Uh, how many times did you reference that in your laughing and learning pitch? Must have been at least twice, maybe thrice. So if you liked that, and you're you, so I think you did, uh, you should like this because it's underpinning a lot of what we are talking about. And, and all joking aside, tongue removed from cheek, uh, whether you're trying to deal with fake news or whether you are laughing in your learning or whether you're a kid who's trying to do some solving, I think that being more socially, emotionally woke, being more learnt um, is more important now than ever. Or maybe, in fact, it was always important. Uh, but, uh, but with today's technology, it's putting an even greater point on it. This is a trend. It ain't going anywhere. So I would expect once this wins this year, uh, you should look for this coming out in uh, 2019 as well. A great start there. Does fake news have the ability to overtake social-emotional learning? Is there enough in the tank for the sixth seed? Mike, you have one minute. Your time will start right now. I'm not sure there's a more powerful force in the world now than fake news. And I'm not happy to be uh, compelled to defend it or to talk about its role on this show, just like I wasn't happy debating against kid solving. I, I actually understand the value of that. However, this is a force of nature or a force of man, as the case may be. And we're going to need to rethink how we as educators, as we as learning engineers, design for a world in which so much information is fake and so much of our uh, of our zeitgeist is about being inundated with things that are maybe not true and as much as I love socio-emotional learning, I think the true force of uh, reckoning this year is fake news, and there's no way it won't make it to the finals. It is a tough matchup here. Two topics that are worthy of an appearance in the final. Uh, both have the uh, upside to be a topic that we talk about many times over here on Trending in Education. But as we come down to the buzzer beater here, Mike clinching it right there at the end. Fake news on into the final. Fake news against kid solving. So, gentlemen, uh, with the time we have remaining, I think an open discussion on which topic 
you feel should be the ultimate winner here is more than justified. So, Mike, you look at these two topics, kids solving fake news. I do think they intertwine, right? Obviously, there are, there's a lot here, and I, I think Brandon made an absolutely excellent point that all four of these topics, to an extent, have intersees and, and places they connect uh, when it comes to uh, how we move forward with education. When you look at these two topics, uh, what do you think when, when they go to the ballot box? Are you, are you back in fake news? Or do you think kid solving is sort of the runaway topic of 2018 when it comes to education? For me personally, I'm more hopeful. So I like, I like kid solving. I also like that it's something that, uh, that Brandon coined and that we were on early, even though sadly, I don't think we necessarily wanted to to predict uh, some of the more tragic things that made kid solving such a such a resonant concept, I will say I'm seeing it not just in relation to Parkland too. I think more and more there's a lot of openness to learning from children, learning from kids, uh, and actually listening to them more to be inclusive of their perspective because many times they know better than us. However, I wouldn't snooze on fake news. I think many of hey that rhymes. Don't snooze on fake news. You fake snooze. <laughs> you fake news. Don't fake snooze on fake news. But uh, but I actually think it is, it, it's very fundamental. And I think a lot of the folks who vote on Twitter uh, are probably more aware of fake news and also may realize that the results of a poll on Twitter is a flavor of fake news itself. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we see multiple ties and uh, and another callback to last year where it turns out Neither one wins and the combination is the winner. But, uh, but yeah, I think it's pretty interesting finals and uh, I'm pretty happy with how the brackets shaped up. And Brandon, how about yourself? I think you did a great job, kids. Going back to that prediction episode back in, in late January, or early February, uh, to Mike's point, you coined this phrase, we didn't think it would come to the fore this quickly, uh, but we've seen it across the nation this past weekend, uh, the March for Our Lives. You saw teenagers, youngsters out there. Uh, and the beauty of, I think, the Washington, D.C. one was it was all students on stage. All students talking across multiple ages, ethnicities, uh, backgrounds. Uh, do you think this is the runaway topic for 2018 beyond even our bracket, but sort of uh, this is the educational moment you were talking about before, like the 1960s and kid solving is at the forefront of it? Yeah, I, I do think so. I think that there's, and I think that the, the balloting on, on Twitter will, will prevail with kid solving. I think it's also because it's, it's a March Madness uh, episode and you know, March for Our Lives, the March part is capital M, not just it's the first word. And so, you know, I, I think uh, it is it is topical right now. As 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 I had said, I, I um, as Mike said, we've all said, I, I wish that I had been prescient for a reason other than this one. Um, but we've had school shootings before, and, and I'm, I'm not sure that, you know, it's the combination of circumstances and some of which I think, you know, need to be unpacked actually a little bit. Um, and the particular kids involved. Um, you know, there were uh, numbers ranging between 200 and 800,000 people in D.C., over a million people nationwide. And as you said, like most of those people are young people. And, you know, listen to the, the Daily Today, um, you know, shout out to, uh, to, our, to another pod out there. Yeah. It doesn't get as many listeners as ours. And but, uh, Michael, Michael Barbaro, there's a seat for you yeah. if you do want to talk about learning. Yeah, you can walk past Tom Brady standing in the corner. You have to <laughs> issue uh, Elon out of the way. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the episode with, um, from, from this morning talked about and had featured on there Keyshawn Newman, who was uh, a student in Chicago, South Side of Chicago, who is uh, not only an activist in his community to, to put a, 
a sharp focus on and I think ask some tough questions about why the gun violence in Chicago doesn't get the same attention um, as a, a tragedy in Parkland, uh, but also was was brought actually to D.C. to speak with the students from, from Parkland. And mm -hmm. I think um, that's not just kids solving a kid problem in one community where there's a tragedy. This is starting to take on, you know, real um, societal problems that we face, particularly here in, in the United States. And so I do think in this moment in time, kid solving is, uh, is having the moment that I had expected it would for reasons different than what I would have liked. I think to, to Mike's point, the fake news is like, don't sleep on it. That's I think gonna be a problem longer than kid solving maybe a solution. Mm -hmm. So I, I hope both of them, I hope one of them has legs. I'm worried that it's, it's not the one that I'd prefer. Um, and so we'll see what happens in the ballot, but, uh, but I think, uh, you know, let, let's all do our part to make sure fake news um, is, uh, is old news. It's pretty amazing to see already that there's video uh, software out there that can create fake video news. So we've dealt with headlines, we've dealt with text, but it's already uh, between AI and machine learning and, and just the ability of, of individuals out there. You're starting to see it in video as well. And that becomes a whole nother level of fake news that to both of your points can be uh, a long ranging story and influence on uh, what we have going on both in education and in our society. Gentlemen, any last thoughts here on our final four and on our finals matchup? Uh, don't want to leave anything out there that uh, you may have wanted to say. Mike, anything on your mind before we head out? I just think uh, the 16 selections were pretty interesting. And I, I think there's a lot to unpack around the trends and what we're doing and what we're trying to do every March. And uh, I think we're set up to continue to do this. I'd love to see more engagement like we saw. Like we had a, a bunch of folks submitting their predictions. I think uh, that can foster a lot of engagement and conversation. and. Uh, like Brandon was saying, like, I think we do feel pretty strongly about kid solving as a concept and something that meaningfully different is happening right now. Uh, so, so I'm hopeful that that'll be the winner. Um, but, uh, but the, the reality is, uh, you know, a lot of what was in that, uh, that soup, that gumbo of uh, trends is, uh, is still gurgling around out there. So I'm not sure it's going to be a runaway uh, for the rest of the year. I think all these themes are going to be uh, coming back throughout. The Brandon, any final thoughts from you before we head on out? Yeah. And this is not intended to be sort of too maudlin, but um, you know, we talk about ourselves as not just sort of trend spotters, but hopefully, hopefully influencers. And, you know, obviously we are influenced uh, by all of the things that influence us, but you know, as you think about the list, there are some things that I think are uh, in contra that are that are definitely better. It's going to look for a word that was better than definitely, but there are things that are incontrovertibly better and things that are worse. And I, I would just uh, maybe make a, a pitch to listeners to, um, you know, in whatever way you can, whatever way makes sense for you, um, try to be a, a force for force for good. Uh, and uh, not just spot these trends, but um, nudge them in the right direction. Gentlemen, a great episode, great debate, but also I think great insight from both of you as we head to this finals and get to see what our Twitter audience has to say. It'll be up uh, on Twitter on Wednesday. It'll be a 24-hour poll. So Wednesday, head on over to at Trending and Ed on Twitter. You'll have 24 hours to vote uh, and you will be able to get your vote in for what you think the topic of 2018 should be as we move forward. So again, at Trending and Ed on Twitter 
and we'll be happy to cast your vote and count it uh, in our poll over there. Thanks so much for listening. As always, we'll be back next week with a new episode of Trending in Education.